Yeah, I actually went on the Dave Ramsey show because I was a huge fan of his and I was following his steps to get out of debt. And I was able to do my debt-free scream live in studio. That was just incredible. It felt like closing and opening a chapter in my life. You're listening to Financial Grown-Up with me, certified financial planner, Bobby Rebel, author of How to Be a Financial Grown-Up. And you know what? Being a grown-up is really hard, especially when it comes to money. But it's okay. We're going to get there together. I'm going to bring you one money story from a financial grown-up, one lesson, and then my take on how you can make it your own. We got this. Hey, grown-ups. Have you ever had a vision of what it would be like to reach a really big goal? A goal that had really been your identity, one that you had told pretty much anyone who would listen to you about for years. We're going to talk about that. First, welcome everyone. If you are new, so glad you found us here on the Financial Grown-Up Podcast. We interview high achievers, our financial grown-ups who share important money stories that made a difference in their life. And they give us life lessons from those stories. We also get some pretty cool, sometimes pretty quirky everyday money tips. Today's grown-up is 31-year-old Sarah Wilson, also known as Budget Girl. On her website, it's now Go Budget Girl, YouTube Budget Girl. And I first learned about Sarah through Gabby Dunn. We had both been on Gabby Dunn's podcast, Bad With Money, and I was so impressed with her. But Sarah is very good with money. And in fact, so good that she paid off her debt in just three years, documenting it very bravely, I must say, in front of a growing YouTube audience that continues to thrive. We're going to talk about that. You will notice both of our voices are pretty hoarse. We taped this interview at the FinCon conference in Washington, D.C. And by the way, I also want to give a big shout out and thank you to Nifi for sponsoring the live podcast recording of FinCon at FinCon 19 and to Steve Stewart, who ran the whole operation there and to Ryan Inman, who took great care of Sarah and myself. And most importantly, did not lose that little SD card with the recording. Way to go, Ryan. Here is Sarah Wilson. Hey, Sarah Wilson, you're a financial grown-up. Welcome to the podcast. Thank you so much for having me, Bobby. Our voices are a little bit hoarse because we are recording from FinCon in Washington, D.C. So this is exciting. I usually have to record my guests remotely, and you're right here next to me, which is awesome. So much more fun. So much more fun, and so fun having you. You know, I first discovered you when I was. we were both on Gabby Dunn's podcast, Bad With Money. We were recorded separately, so we didn't meet until probably a year later. But I was so impressed with your background. Background. You are your main thing is your YouTube channel, which is Budget Girl, and then you also have social media channels, which are Go Budget Girl, and of course that's your website, Go Budget Girl. Before we get to your money story, give us a little context about all of those things that I just mentioned, and especially the YouTube channel because that was your big breakout. Well, five years ago, I was working in a newspaper for about twenty-six thousand dollars a year, and I had deferred my student loans from college, and there were thirty-three thousand dollars of them. And I lost my job. And suddenly I was extremely scared. And I swore to myself that whenever I got a new job, I would figure this money thing out because being unemployed would have been so much less stressful had I not had $33,000 worth of student lo debt looming. So I got 
a new job making $26,000 a year at a newspaper in a new state, and I started budgeting. And I did everything possible to lower my expenses, increase my income, side hustling. And over the next three years, I actually documented it on YouTube. So every single week, I'd go on and tell people how much debt I had left and what I was doing that week to help fix it. And it took me three years and a couple different jobs where I raised my income a little each time, but I paid off all my debt. We're so proud of you for that. And also what you're leaving out with your modesty is that while you were doing this, there was something about you. You have a relatability and an it factor that you also developed a huge following of fans and supporters while doing this. So how many YouTube subscribers do you have right now? A little over 56,000. Wow. And you also have monetized that. So you've actually have this side business of this YouTube channel, which is really inspiring and helping so many people. Then you hit a big milestone a year ago, and that changed everything. And it starts, we're going to start your story, your money story that you're going to share with a big scream. Yeah, I actually went on the Dave Ramsey show because I was a huge fan of his, and I was following his steps to get out of debt. And I was able to do my debt-free scream live in studio. That was just incredible. It felt like closing and opening a chapter in my life. It's a big milestone and it brings us to what we want to talk about, which is what happens when you reach your money goal? Because your money goal was to be debt-free. That screen was so symbolic. Then what? So the first thing I decided was to save up a giant chunk of money, once again, a la Dave Ramsey. So I saved six months worth of living expenses in case I ever lost my job again. I would be okay for a while. Or if you know I suddenly got into a car accident or a medical thing, it just gives so much peace to know that I have 10 grand sitting in a interest earning bank that I can use if something terrible happens. And then I also started investing, which is super fun and kind of intimidating for someone who has never taught about money. How did you start investing? So I did a lot of research and procrastinated way too long. And then I just kind of jumped in. I bought a few index funds. I did a little uh, robo investing and just kind of got my feet wet and figured out what was right for me. And I'm still exploring that. I'm starting to purchase actually some single stocks and do some more exploratory stuff. I funded my, I did more retirement funding first. I opened a couple of Roth IRAs and it's a really fun time now because I'm learning about all of that, which was not within my capacity when I was getting out of debt. I couldn't think about future dreams. How specifically are you learning? What are your tools and how did you set up these things? I mean, if we get really basic, did you choose a robo advisor? Did you just walk into a branch of a brokerage firm? I mean, what specifically did you do at that point? Well, I tried working with a planner first and then I didn't like that. They wanted 5% of whatever I invested. And I was like, you know what? No, I can figure this out. I figured out how to get out of debt. I can figure this out on my own. So I've read every single thing that Bigger Pockets has ever wrote. I've watched so many YouTube channels that my friends are on as they've learned, they've shared that information as well, which is incredible. And read a couple of books, you know, uh, Aaron's Broke Millennial's Guide to Investing, uh, TFD. All the of financial the diet. Yes. yes, the financial oh, diet. Sorry, the financial diet. And of course, how to be a financial grown up Thank by you. someone you might know. I think education <laughs> is such an important message. And as you go through the different phases of being a grown up, your phase one was paying off the debt, your phase two is educating yourself to grow your money. Can you share also? So, you didn't go with a financial advisor that wanted to take 5%. What did you go with? Are you with a discount brokerage? Are you with a robo advisor? And how did you come to those decisions? Right. So I don't advise people who watch my channel to do this because I think you should do things more simply. But I have 
probably 15 different investment accounts. I have accounts at Vanguard. I have accounts at different robo advisors because I wanted to try everything. So and I sampling. wanted to see the pros and cons. Yeah, I'm sampling and I will uh, continue to kind of narrow things as I figure out what is right for me and the different fee structures, uh, pros and cons, that kind of thing. That's interesting. And so I'm not, yeah, I'm not advising that. I just, you know, people ask me like, well, what do you think of Robinhood? And I'm like, I don't know. Let me go try it. Right. Well, one thing that people should, I just want to note, very often if you do consolidate your money and you get to a certain level, you can get benefits that, yes. that these things. So I do advise you, mm-hmm. even though I don't, but I advise you to consider consolidating into fewer accounts than 15 at some point because yes. <laughs> there are often benefits. You know, people do want to reward their better customers. Mm-hmm. And also from a question of just tracking your money and having those efficiencies, that might be something to consider. I have a lot of spreadsheets right now. <laughs> <laughs> and what else in terms of, um, you, you mentioned like in terms of your bigger picture life planning, what have you been able to do since paying off your debt? So the next big thing is going to be buying a multifamily property and mm-hmm. house hacking that into another stream of income. This is something I never dreamed of before. I never thought I'd be able to buy a house on a currently around $50,000 a year, but I have no debt and I live off of about 50 to 60% of my income and invest and save the rest. And explain what house hacking is. And that's a topic we're going to cover actually on a new financial grown-up episode coming up. Wonderful. So house hacking is, say, I purchase a duplex for $200,000 because I live in Texas and I'm very lucky. So I move into one unit and then the other unit I rent out for, say, a little bit above what my mortgage payment and taxes are for the entire property. And suddenly I've got essentially someone else, a renter, paying my mortgage for me and I've opened up another line of income and I'm also building equity in this home. And in a couple of years, I can be saving the money that I'm saving on rent and do that again, rent out both sides and maybe move into a different property or maybe a fourplex. What is the lesson from this story of moving from being in debt to having the freedom to be deciding how to spend the new money that you have access to? I think that money mastery is a muscle and that none of us are born with it. And if we had been having this conversation three years ago, I would have been like, I can't talk about house hacking. I can't talk about investing right now. I can't. I don't have the capacity. But by doing small things in the direction of your goals, whether it's, you know, cutting your grocery budget a little bit or ballsing up and opening your first investing account, even though you're a little intimidated, making those steps is going to get you to the place where you are financially free and you just have to keep moving forward one step at a time. You can't just suddenly wake up and be you. And you make a great point to not be afraid. And even though I do hope that you eventually consolidate your 15 accounts, I do think there's something to be said for just starting. And if you open an account at a brokerage firm and you decide for whatever reason it's not the right fit, you can move that money to someplace that is a better fit. So it doesn't have to be forever, but it should be starting. Yeah. I want to transition to talking about your money tip because this is something that I totally did not know. I am significantly older than you, but apparently other people do. My husband made fun of me now for not knowing this. However, I feel that I have to be honest that I did not know to do this all these years, and maybe there are other people out there that haven't. I came, we were chatting earlier at FinCon, and I mentioned that I had forgotten toothpaste. I had a toothbrush, I forgot the toothpaste, and you gave me this amazing advice because I was about to go buy one. Go for it. What's your money I, tip? I told yeah. you to go down to the front desk and ask the concierge or hospitality or the front desk clerk, just tell them that you forgot your toothpaste and toothbrush and they will give you one. 
We're free. Yeah, completely free. Like 50 feet away from the gift shop where they sell a miniature size toothpaste for $4 and a toothbrush for 3 Like, yes. they'll just hand you one. They gave me, not only did they give me toothpaste, they gave me a toothbrush and a full-size toothbrush, by the way. Yeah, like Sarah. an Oral-B toothbrush and a then, real, like, crest totally. mini uh, toothpaste. Like, it's the good stuff. And apparently they give away other stuff, the concierge. <laughs> What else do they give away? My husband has informed me they give away combs, they can give you a razor, all kinds of things that you would go to the gift shop right next door and purchase. You want to know what the best thing I ever got was? What? An iPhone charger. Awesome. Because I forgot mine and I was just like, is there any chance you guys have one of these? It was late at night and they're like, I think we have one in the lost and found box and they just gave it to me. That's so amazing because that's even worse because you can't even in many cases buy that in the gift shop next door. You're just then leaving whatever important meetings you're at to go look to buy the charger that you don't need for whatever amount of money they are. Yeah, so, and you can't yeah. even use your phone to like figure out where the nearest store is. <laughs> oh my goodness. Yes, saving us all kinds of troubles. All right, I want to hear more about your project. So you're going through lots of transition. Your channel continues to grow. What's new at Budget Girl? Well, the website's pretty new. It's less than a year old and it's filled with, you know, free budgeting templates and printables and inspiration and debt-free stories and just a place to kind of go and be informed and around people who think like you do. And it's very cool. It's uh, gobudgetgirl.com. And what's great is they're also following you on this transition. So it's not just about paying off your debt. It's also about following Sarah as she grows. So you'll be able to learn about how to explore so many different investing platforms. And I admit my mistakes too. Like every single time I do something dumb, I write a post about it in the hopes that someone else will not do the dumb thing that I had to learn the hard way. Yes. And she also helps people not do dumb things like pay for toothpaste and toothbrushes. (laughs) And also, I guess you'll be learning about house hacking and how that'll go. So everybody tune in. So thank you so much, Sarah. Thank you so much for having me. Let's do this, my friends. Financial grown-up tip number one. I never thought about the fact that hotels and tons of other places that we visit, that we see throughout our everyday lives, have lost and founds. They do, guys. It's not just school when you're growing up. This can be very important. If you lose something or misplace it, Or maybe if you need a charger, like Sarah did. I know this is very basic, but just like I didn't know that you could kind of just ask for things for free from a hotel front desk that were for sale right around the corner, make sure that if you misplace something or you just maybe need to borrow something, again, like a charger, you ask if there is a lost and found and maybe the thing that you lost is there or maybe something that you need to borrow is there. I once left a pair of shoes in a hotel I called, don't ask how I lost the shoes. I was wearing other shoes, just trust me. And I called anyway, they looked and the lost and found and sure enough, they were there and they mailed the shoes to me. All is not lost, just ask. Financial grown-up tip number two, Sarah is all over the place with her investing. That's her thing right now, we're not gonna judge. But I do wanna caution that although I said in our interview that you don't want your resources too scattered, and that there are often perks that you get if you have larger balances and you consolidate in one place. It's also in my important, okay, to have your resources in a few places, maybe not in, in, I know it's an expression, but put all your eggs in one basket, put all your eggs in just a few baskets, not too many, but a few. Maybe I'm a bit paranoid, but sometimes things do go wrong. And there have been companies that have gone out of business or sometimes something not so legal happens in some places that seem to be pretty above board until they're not. So it's okay to have your wealth in a few places and make sure that they have the appropriate protections in place, whether it's a bank with FDIC insurance or SIPC, for example, for a brokerage and understand 
what that protects. For example, SIPC is not going to protect you from a stock's value going down. That's just the market. What it does protect you from is the custody function of a broker. So if a brokerage firm fails, that's going to give you some limited protection. So take the time to understand the protections for your investments when you choose what entities to park your money in, whether it's banks or brokerage firms, what have you. There's a lot of startups. Make sure that they've been vetted. Make sure you understand the protections that are in place and make a deliberate decision about how many entities you're going to be parking your money in. Again, 15 seems like a lot. Whatever works for you though, I think it's your decision. Just make sure it is deliberate, as I said. I wanna hear from you. DM me on Instagram at BobbyRebel1 and on Twitter at BobbyRebel. Let me know what you like, what you wanna hear more of, any guest requests. I would love those, topic requests and so on. And if you enjoy the podcast, please tell a friend and help us grow the community. Big thanks to my friend, Betcha Girl, Sarah Wilson, and congratulations for being debt-free, by the way, and for helping us all be financial grownups. Financial Grown Up with Bobby Rebel is edited and produced by Steve Stewart and is a BRK Media production.